This is Brewers on Tap. Welcome into episode number 27 of Brewers on Tap, the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. Hi again, everybody. Jeff Levering with you, your host of the podcast. And you can get yourself involved in each and every episode with your comments and questions by tweeting the Brewers and using the hashtag Brewers on Tap. We'll go down to Biloxi yet again this week as we chat with right-hander Adrian Hauser, who was acquired in the Carlos Gomez and Mike Fiers deal at the Houston Astros. He's put up great numbers with the Biloxi Shuckers, as well as his rotation made right-hander Jorge Lopez. We'll hear from both Hauser and Lopez later on in the podcast. But first this week, we need to take you back in Brewers history. And now this week in Brewers history. September 3rd is a big day in Brewers history, and first we'll go back to 1976 when Mike Hegan hit for the first cycle in Brewers history in a game in Detroit, and then back in 2011, also on September the 3rd, backup catcher George Kataris becomes the seventh Brewer to hit for the cycle in an 8-2 win against the Houston Astros in Houston. Well, for Hegan, he was the first to do it, as mentioned, Kataris. He was the last Brewer to hit for the cycle. Again, that was four years ago in 2011 on September the 3rd. And one final date to keep on your calendars. Back on September the 8th of last year, 2014, Giovanni Gallardo becomes the all-time franchise leader in strikeouts with 1,207 against the Miami Marlins, striking out Jared Saltalamacchia. Gallardo passed Ben Sheets, who had been the previous franchise leader, with 1,206. And that's this week in Brewers history. We take you back to the week that was for the Brewers, and let's listen in to last week's highlights. As Davis sends one deep into left field, that is way back. Goodbye. Home run, Chris Davis. And his power surge continues. That's number 17 for Davis, and the Brewers lead one to nothing. According to their owner, this season certainly didn't uh, go into next season, however. There's another pop-up, and we'll see if this one stays playable. Lind is there. He makes the catch. Adam Lind leaning over the rail, and what a way to start the night tonight at Miller Park. Chopper to short. Segura bobbles it briefly, but able to recover, and he gets his man. So an out on the bases. Good poise there by Youngman. Six shutout innings for him tonight. Iglesias returns, and now Santana right center field. That is back there. Santana hits another one out. Oh, man. This guy has some serious pop to the opposite field. Already his third homer. Domingo Santana. Welcome to the Brew Crew. 
Now Lamb will face Ryan Braun. And that is hit well. Left field, and it is gone. Ryan Braun solo shot to get the Brewers on the board. Now it's up to Lucroy with two outs and a man at third. This one lined in the left field base hit Jonathan Lucroy. Brewers take a 2-1 lead on Lucroy's 35th run batted in on the season. Here's the first offering of the seventh, and it's hit into center field. Back is Santana, still back as that ball carries, and Santana makes the catch as he bangs into the wall. And Domingo Santana taking an extra base hit away from Eugenio Suarez. Two and two the count. Here it comes. Called strike three outside corner. Six strikeouts and seven strong for Willie Peralta. Chris Davis finished off his massive month of August as he tied for the big league lead with 10 homers and finished tied for third with 24 RBIs in the month. Davis was also named the Brewers Player of the Month of August. Now the Brewers Pitcher of the Month, that went to Taylor Youngman, who picked up a win against the Cincinnati Reds, firing six scoreless innings, and finished the month going 3-2 and with a 3.12 earned run average and 30 strikeouts in 26 innings. Willie Peralta came off of a poor start in Cleveland and had a great start against the Reds at Miller Park, throwing seven innings of one-run ball with six strikeouts. And Domingo Santana homered in his first game in Miller Park. He hit three homers in his first six games with the crew and also made an impressive catch in center field, a place that he had played just ten times in his entire career prior to 2015. And as most of you know, I went down to Biloxi to catch up with a few of the Biloxi Shuckers standouts, and one of those is right-hander Adrian Hauser. Coming over to the Brewers organization from Houston in the Carlos Gomez and Mike Fires deal, Adrian Hauser has been lights out with the Shuckers. So now let's get to know Adrian Hauser. Let's catch up with the crew. Down in Biloxi, and we chat now with starting pitcher Adrian Hauser, and Adrian, you haven't been able to blink an eye recently without, you know, having a move or something. You've been down here for a couple of weeks now. What's the adjustment like with a new team and a new organization? Uh, I mean, adjustment's been going pretty well, you know. I uh, got a good group of guys in the clubhouse, and they, uh, you know, they pretty much just open their arms and let uh, let me, Hader, and uh, Phillips come in. And, uh, you know, they've kind of taken us under our wing and uh, making us feel at home here, and uh, it's been pretty well here so far. Got to imagine that if it was just you being traded, not two of your other teammates, it might have been a little bit more difficult. How easy has it been having a couple of familiar faces at least? Uh, I mean, having those two guys with me, it, uh, it's made a world of a difference. You know, being by myself, it would have been a little harder to adjust. But having these guys here, you know, someone you know real well and been with, with the past couple of years, and uh, it's made it really easy for you. Take me back to uh, trade day. Uh, what was it like for you? Was it expected? Was it a total surprise? Uh, it was actually a total surprise. I uh, just came off the field. I uh, just threw a bullpen and got my running done and I come in. And then uh, the manager calls us three into the office and uh, told us that we got traded. And we were like, whoa, it was uh, kind of a big surprise for us. What was it going through your head? I mean, it's a totally different experience, I can imagine. Oh, it was definitely was. like, uh, I mean, I'm just filled with all, all kinds of things. Don't just going through my head, but, uh, you know, it's a great opportunity, and, uh, you know, just see where it goes from here. 
You've uh, been in the Astros organization your entire time. What's it been like the, the last couple of weeks now that you're a brewer? Uh, it's been fun, you know. Uh, just like I said earlier, the uh, good group of guys here, and, uh, you know, we've been having a lot of fun, you know. I've been playing pretty well here lately and uh, made playoffs already, so I'm looking forward to that, get going, and, uh, you know, just keep things rolling. What's it like having a new set of catchers to, to try and learn who you are as a pitcher? I mean, that can't be an easy thing, coming in fresh. You never face some of these guys because they play in different leagues, uh, you know, coming through A ball, now in double A. What's it like uh, throwing to some new guys? Uh, you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty fun because, you know, you see uh, with the Astros, have been playing against a lot of those guys through the leagues a lot and uh, come over here, and uh, there's a lot of guys who haven't seen – my stuff so it's uh pretty fun you know see new hitters and uh let the catchers just call the game and uh work with them and it's been going well so far it's your first year in double a uh what has been the biggest difference for you going from high class a and we could talk about lancaster another time because i'm sure you still have nightmares about it i do uh but what's it like going from a ball to to double a and what's the biggest adjustment you've had to make uh just being more consistent with all my pitches i mean uh you know, double A hitters—they uh, they don't let you get get away with anything, and uh, you know you got to be be on your game. And uh, if you make a mistake, they're going to hit it. And uh, just uh, got to keep everything in the zone, around the zone, and keep the hitters off balance. Chatting with Adrian Hauser here, and Adrian pitching for Corpus Christi as, as a member of the Astros. Uh, you had a chance to travel back to Tulsa, and that's close to where you grew up. What was it like uh, pitching back in your hometown? Uh, it was it was amazing, actually. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, when they announced my name, about half the crowd went uh, went crazy. Uh, later found out that my mom got a tally. There was somewhere from 500 people from my hometown there at the game. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun having those uh, people behind me. And, you know, a lot of them haven't seen me throw since high school. And, uh, you know, having that energy behind me there at uh, Tulsa was really nice. It was a lot of fun. You didn't have to pick up the tab for all those tickets, did you? <laughs> no, no. They, uh... Once they caught wind of me going to be in Tulsa and possibly being able to pitch, everybody bought tickets. And then once they figured out that I was actually going to throw in Tulsa, everybody was getting as many tickets as they could for that game. That's awesome stuff. Um, you had an opportunity out of high school to either go pro and, and pitch professionally or go to Oklahoma. Was that a, a tough decision for you to make? Uh, yeah, I mean, I really wanted to go to Oklahoma, and I, I really liked the coaching staff there at the time. And uh but, you know, I was uh, really happy to get my career started with the Astros, and, uh, you know, it turned out for the best. And now a member of the Brewers. And, and when you were a kid, did you look up to any any pitchers? Who was the guy that you kind of said, I want to try and be like that guy? Uh, I mean, it might sound cliche, but kind of Nolan Ryan. He was my dad's favorite pitcher. My dad has all his memorabilia, signed, auto, signed pictures, jerseys, all this kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, he kind of pushed that on me as a younger younger kid and, you know, I just kind of went with it, and yeah, I really looked, liked the way he threw and everything. Not really a bad guy to try and model yourself after. I mean, you don't – can you throw it 105? I don't know. Nolan Ryan's going to bring it up there a little bit. Yeah, I don't have quite that speed, but, <laughs> you know, uh, I work with what I have, and, you know, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, I actually got to hang around with him for a little bit there with the Astros, him hanging around in spring training and stuff, so it was pretty neat. What was that experience like? I mean, you're – chatting with Nolan Ryan, a guy that you grew up idolizing. Uh, you know, it's actually pretty cool. You know, he's just sitting there, you know, didn't really get to talk to him much. He just, you know, sit there and watch his throw, you know, talk to the pitching coaches, talk to talk to other coaches, you know, just see how things were with everybody, you know, and it was uh, really cool to have him there. It's, uh, you know, if anybody needed anything, he was there kind of, you know, mentoring 
letting pitching coaches know he's like this guy needs to work on this or that you know it was actually really fun has it always been baseball for you? Did you ever play any other sports? Uh, no, I played three sports in high school. I played football, baseball, and basketball. Uh, my senior year, I didn't play football after I had gotten my scholarship to Oklahoma, but uh, I still had to play basketball. It was uh, we, we were too good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, basically, you know, growing up, started, started with baseball first and then got into football, then basketball, and then uh, just been playing since I was a little kid. What positions uh, on the football field and basketball court? Uh... Kind of, I guess, on basketball, it'd be probably like a small forward. And then uh, in football, I was wide receiver, uh, quarterback, defensive back. You can understand why the Astros wouldn't want you to play. Go across the middle, you know, try and catch a, an in route. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I took a couple hits like that before, you know. It kind of jarred me a little bit. But, you know, it's a, it's a game of football. It's part of it, man. I got to ask you one more question. Have you ever been to Wisconsin? Uh, actually, yes. Uh, last year when I was with the... Astros, and we, I was in Quad Cities. We traveled to Wisconsin a couple of times to play uh, the Timber Rattlers and uh, played the Beloit up there. So those are your only trips to uh, Wisconsin. No Milwaukee trips yet? Nope, no Milwaukee trips yet. Hopefully here soon. All right, got a feeling we might see you there in a, in a very, very short time. Adrian, keep up the good work, and uh, thanks for the time. Thank you. This last week, Hauser earned Southern League Pitcher of the Week honors. After going 2-0 in two starts, not allowing a run over 13 innings of work. Overall, Hauser has not allowed a run in his last 15 and a third innings and is 4-0 with a 1.80 earned run average in six starts with the Brewers organization since coming over in the deal. One of his rotation mates is right-hander Jorge Lopez, a guy who grew up in Puerto Rico playing men's volleyball and not baseball. But he was a second-round pick in 2011 and has gotten better each and every season, including his breakout campaign here in 2015. So now this week, we break it down with Jorge Lopez. Let's break it down. Jorge, talk about this season, man. It's been quite the ride, starting 55 games on the road and... You know, here we are in the dog days of August. Tell me a little bit about what's been going on with you this year. Uh, balance season, man. Uh, been learning really good. Uh, with my managers, I got really good coaches. And so far, been really good, you know. Uh, try to compete every day. I, I get out to the mound and try to learn every star I, I threw it. And been Really good season for me this year. What's been the biggest difference between last year and this season? Has there been a big change with you? Oh, yeah, absolutely, and everything. Uh, my fastball uh, growing up, uh, every pitch consistently, my off pitch getting better, and I'm, I'm great now. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm learning a lot here, so I think big difference about last year and now. Last season, you had an opportunity to pitch in the Futures game uh, in Minnesota. What was that experience like for you, and what did it teach you? Oh, it's really good experience, man. Uh, I was there with a couple young guys and a lot of veteran guys, but it was great, man. Uh, it was excited, uh, made me nervous a little bit, but uh it was really good time and for make me like good experience for go when when i got that the opportunity for bigly so i i feel like like it was good experience for me what about these new guys that have come in to help this club i mean 
since August 1st, this has been a totally different team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They they are a really good guy. They're working hard every day. Uh, they... They, they, they got good teammates and everything. They are good guys. They like work, and so they, they coming to compete and getting that team win. Do they push you to be better? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's about compete. You know, it's about everyone compete, and but most of the time we help uh, together, and we try to learn about every game. And we talk a lot, and that's that's about good teammates. Tell me about growing up in Puerto Rico. <laughs> good man, uh, where where I part, where I live, uh, these are humble people, and it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous over there, and I, I miss my family and everything I miss over there. But I'm here, and I still here for workout and everything, and I hope again go to off season to there. You played volleyball growing up. You weren't a big baseball player. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, that was my first sport uh, in high school and in, in high school. And that was it's my favorite, still favorite sport. But, you know, sometimes we have to make decisions. And uh, I think when I recognize about baseball, now I love baseball more than volleyball. What is it about baseball as opposed to volleyball? Because uh, it's more interesting, you know. Volleyball is more like uh, moving, moving, and uh, I like I like compete, you know. I like I like the, uh, always the surround picture, you know. I always feel like I'm the best on the mound, and always I like it. Mm-hmm. What's it like having Orlando play shortstop behind you? Really good, really good, man. I have been four years with him, and he's getting up and up and up, and he's getting better, and that's amazing. It's amazing. It's not him. We got a lot of guys like Taylor. We got Phillips. They they are really good guys, and they working hard. They play hard, and that's what we love. Tell me about your nickname, Yabby. Yabby, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Yabby. Uh, uh, it's my second name, uh, Javiel. So I I used to put that for like long years ago. So I didn't have that nickname. So uh, I like it. Okay. I like it. It sticks. Man. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody like told me, hey, Javi, Javi. Yeah, uh, that's why I like it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right, man. That's all I got for you. Again, what a year Jorge Lopez is having. 12-5 and at the 2.29 earned run average on the season with 134 strikeouts and 137 innings of work. Recently, Lopez was named by Baseball America as having the best off-speed pitch in the Southern League. And I don't think any of the hitters in the league would dispute that award either as opponents are hitting just 205 against Lopez this season. Checking in on the farm. We check in on the farm this week, and again, we remind you, as always, that if you'd like more doses of minor league action, you can check out our blog at minordetails.mlblogs.com. Yes, the podcast is a great way to catch up on all things minor leagues, but minordetails.mlblogs.com will have a lot more in-depth minor league action for you.
It was announced earlier this week that Zach Davies would make his first major league start as a member of the Milwaukee Brewers coming on Wednesday against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Since the trade from the Baltimore Orioles and Davies was the haul coming back for Gerardo Parra, Davies was 1-2 in in 5 starts in Colorado Springs with 21 strikeouts and 27 innings. And overall in AAA this year between Norfolk and Colorado Springs, Davies is 6-8 with a 3.30 earned run average in 24 games. Jorge Ortega, who has had a tremendous season by his own right down with the Brevard County Manatees, will take Davies' place in Colorado Springs. Orlando Arcia, the town that had shortstop with the Biloxi Shuckers, saw an end to his 14-game hitting streak earlier this week, where he hit 393 with three homers and 11 runs scored. Left-hander Nathan Kirby, who was the 40th overall pick in this last year's draft, had Tommy John surgery on Tuesday, and he will be out for the remainder of the 2015 season and presumably all of 2016 as well. Kirby pitched in just five ball games, two of those starts, with the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers from the 2nd of August through the 19th. And congratulations to seven members of the Brewers organization who were named to the Arizona Fall League. Pitchers Jacob Barnes, Josh Hader, Adrian Hauser, and Damian Magnifico, as well as infielder Yadiel Rivera, and outfielders Brett Phillips and Michael Reed. All seven of those players will be playing for current Biloxi Shuckers manager Carlos Subero, who will be the manager of the Surprise Saguaros down in Arizona. Here's what's on tap with the Brewers. Here's what's on tap for the crew as they hit the road for a 10-game road trip to Cincinnati, Miami, and Pittsburgh over the Labor Day weekend and beyond before returning home to Milwaukee on Tuesday, August 15th for a six-game homestand with the Cardinals and the Reds coming into town. Look for the Brewers' coupon book giveaway on the 16th, another student night on Friday the 18th, and the Scooter Jeanette Garden Gnome giveaway on Sunday the 20th against the Reds. For more information and for tickets, visit Brewers.com. That's going to do it for episode number 27 of Brewers on Tap. Next week, we'll be at South Beach in Miami, coming to you live with another edition, episode number 28. Don't forget to tweet those questions each and every week to get yourselves involved in the podcast to the Brewers on Twitter by using the hashtag BrewersOnTap. Thanks again to our great guests, pitchers Adrian Hauser and Jorge Lopez, and continued success to them as well in the playoffs for the Shuckers coming up next week. My name is Jeff Levering. Thanks for listening to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Brewers on Tap.